Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm going to try never to try to do that again, uh, preaching and then getting on a plane. You know what happened because of you all? I think it's because of you all this happened. I had to be put in a separate room and be searched from head to toe because apparently I look suspicious, is what the TSA agent said. And so as they asked if I wanted to be done out in public or a private room, I asked for a private room because that's just kind of weird to have someone just touch you up and down, seeing if you're a dangerous threat. I've been called a lot of things, but dangerous threat, I've never been called. But, you know, like I said, I had a great time uh, being in Denver, and it was a great time for me to sit, sit and be still. Um, opened up myself, and I wish I would have um, put this on, been able for you all to see this picture. I sent it to Shanna. Um, at the Iliff School of Theology, which is the uh, Methodist Seminary in Denver, Colorado, it's right in the middle of the Denver University campus, but their library, their theological library, has this great window that I love to sit in. And I love to just sit in there and look towards the mountains because it's just such a beautiful picture and I'm nice and warm and I don't have to really be cold. I can, I can sit there and look at the beautiful mountains. And I did that several times throughout my time there just to be still. And would open up my um, journal, the prayer journal that we're working through during the sermon series and just go through that. And I found it to be very life-giving because sometimes our life is noisy, isn't it? We've got so many things going on. Our schedules are jam-packed full of all different things, and in our busyness, we can find a hard time just to stop and be still. And so today we meet Elijah, who's in a cave, and, and where he went to go spend the night. Let's dive into the rest of the story. Will you please open up your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 9 through 13. There he went into a cave and spent the night. The Lord's word came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I've been very passionate for the Lord, God of heavenly forces, because of the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They have torn down your altars. They have murdered your prophets with sword. And I'm the only one left. And now they want to take my life too. The Lord said, go. Go out and stand at the mountain before the Lord. The Lord is passing by. A very strong wind tore through the mountains and broke apart the stones before the Lord. Before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind was there, there was an earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound. Thin. Quiet. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his coat. He went out and stood at the cave's entrance. And a voice came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Like Elijah, we find ourselves sometimes moving at a pace that 
is unhealthy. We're constantly doing something. We've constantly got something going on in our lives, and, and our lives become extremely noisy. They become extremely uh, compacted and, and barred down with all sorts of things, and, and maybe we're, we're too afraid to stop and listen because we're afraid of what that may mean, or we have anxiety of, of that silence because you know what's really cool about when you get to do the um, confession of faith and it has a silent part in it? And when you're the liturgist or the pastor and you sit there and be still, you know what's really fun is watching you all get antsy. You get antsy about when's he going to start? When are they going to start? It says I'll pray in silence. There's no count. There's no long. It doesn't matter how long. You guys get antsy because we're nervous about silence. Because we're afraid of what that might mean. And it's in the silence that we can... When we silence ourselves and our lives, we can find God. Eugene Lowry tells this story. Eugene Lowry is a famous United Methodist uh, preacher, professor of homiletics. Uh, he still uh, does things out of Leewood, Kansas. And, and he tells the story. He says, when I was about 10 years old, my folks would be gone for an evening and left me home alone with my older brother. Ralph was your typical older brother. He was four years older than me, and he was always, he's always been four years older than me. And sometimes I would go down in our rec room in the basement and play something, and he would notice. You know what he did? He would come down the stairs quietly and slip in through the door of the rec room, quietly shut it, and then suddenly turn off the light. In this utter darkness, uh, being in there, he wouldn't say anything at all. Maybe you were this brother. Maybe you had this experience. Maybe you know what we're talking about. In a family of five, I sure do. It was kind of like a game. I guess if I delivered great pleasure from it, it it's dark in there, and, and I'm poised, and I don't know what. And I'd call out to my brother, Ralph. Nothing. Ralph. Ralph. You know how that is when, when your brother or sister, or maybe you were on this end. And pretty soon there was a wrestling of some papers from one side of the room, and I would turn and look that way and, and really couldn't see anything, and, and the furniture would move, and I would look over in that direction, and I couldn't see anything. I looked, but couldn't see. He could see how he could see in the dark, Eugene still was trying to figure out. So I cried out, hey, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. Not a word. And I felt out of control. Do you know what he means by out of control? Have you ever been in that kind of situation? Maybe you were that child. Maybe you were the older brother. It's no big deal, as Eugene reflected. You know, there's a light switch in, inside the dark room and, and just walk over to the light switch and you know where it is, even in the dark, and go over and turn on the light switch. Well, that's easier said than done when you're 10 years old, Eugene was reflecting. Because I had a hunch that somewhere in between me and that light switch was my older brother Ralph waiting to scare me. I had a problem. I was out of control. Eugene Lowry would reflect that there's a great difference between the basement and Elijah's cave. In the cave, there is no light. 
switch on the wall, Elijah is just confronted, not just with a problem, he's confronted with a mystery. Eugene continued on saying, said, God is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be invoked. He is confronted with this mystery, the mystery beyond all mysteries. It's in those quiet times that we find the mystery of faith. How often have you experienced God when you were just sitting in silence? And you had that feeling. You know what that feeling feels like. When you know that you've been in the presence of the Lord. On Monday night, I was uh, at this uh, event, and, and we were singing hymns and, and having a great time in, in this pub, in this basement of this pub. That's, that's kind of cool. This basement of this pub where, where, where they didn't have a whole lot of light, and we were singing hymns and just having a great time. And then in the silence, we sat there in silence for about two to three minutes. And one of the persons that had come uh, to be with us had, had said, you know, this is sacred. I've seen God today. And it was just amazing because you could feel it in, in that silence, in that stillness. And, and that's what we need to look for. Sometimes we need to retreat to a cave and, and sit and just be still and listen for God. And like in the story, I realized that Elijah was dealing with a lot of things. He was being faced with being, uh, having to be this prophet. And, you know, most of the time prophets meant dying. And he knew that he was probably about the only one left. And so he was afraid and scared. And so he retreated. He retreated to the cave. He was scared. I'm sure in that moment, we don't have, the, you know, if we have the full transcript, I'm sure he was praying to God, saying, God, what do you want me to do? I'm the only one left. Uh, these Israelites, they're just horrible people. They don't get it. I, I try to tell them they don't get it. And, and, and I'm struggling, Lord. I need your help. And he hears this voice. Go. Get out. Stand before the mountain. And in that moment, he's, he, he sees all these things, these earthquakes, these fires, and God's not speaking in those. Because he probably knew Moses' story. He probably knew that God spoke in the burning bush to, to Moses. And he's like, oh, great, I'm going to hear God. He saw this fire or he saw the earthquake. He's like, great, I'm going to hear God. And nothing. How many times has that happened with you? You expect to hear God. You try to do everything right. You line it up. You turn on the, 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 the worship CD and you're listening for God. Maybe you'll hear God in the worship CD. Maybe you'll hear God in, in a sermon that you're listening to. Maybe you'll hear God in the midst of all the things that you try to do to put in. But what if in that thin silence, God is speaking to you? What if we opened ourselves up to that silence? I love how the, the common English translated this. Thin. Quiet. It's in this thinness, in this quietness that we find what we're looking for. It's God. Calling out to us. And sometimes I do believe God speaks in loud, uh, obnoxious voices of teenagers. I remember a few years ago, I was working at a camp, and this teenage boy came up to me and said, you know, Matt, I see God in you. 
I'm like, good, because that means I'm doing my job. And no, he said, he said, no, 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 I know why you're here. I know you're here because you love God, but I see it deeper in you. And I want you to share that with everyone that you meet. I mean, this is a sixth grade boy that shared something with me that was profound and deep. Not anything I was ever expecting out of a sixth grade boy who a couple hours later we had to, or a couple hours before we were disciplining for punching another kid. But yet he saw God. I think God can see uh, People can see God through us. And we may not even realize it. I, you know, I, I joke about, it seems like every time I go through TSA, I get in trouble for something. And it may be, you know, the last time I was when going through the, the line, it was my Bible that got me in trouble. This time it was my whole self. And, you know, I was, I was wearing my collar. I was fully dressed because, you know, it was Sunday. I needed to show people why I was around and share people why I was heading to Denver. And, you know, it's in those moments how we respond. That's what matters. I knew that if I was wearing the collar, I could have been a jerk to this guy that was just doing his job. Or I could have showed him grace. I joked with him a little bit. Was I happy? No. I mean, does any of us like to be inconvenienced? But isn't that how God works? In those inconvenient moments that aren't necessarily normal? Kind of like in the story today, it wasn't that Elijah was expecting to see like the sign that said, here's God's message. And then it laid out in 12 steps. But he heard it in the thin, quiet silence. There's another story I want to share with you today. It's from Don Shelby. From He tells a story. He says, a Midwesterner from the farm was visiting his college roommate in New York. Walking near Times Square one day, the farm boy suddenly remarked, I hear a cricket. You're crazy, his city friend replied. It's noon rush hour and all this traffic noise. You heard a cricket? Come on, man. No, I didn't hear a cricket, the visitor. No, I did hear a cricket, his friend, the visitor, insisted. Focusing more intently, he walked around the corner and and crossed the busy avenue and looked all around. And finally, he approached a shrub and a large cement planter. Digging beneath the culver mulch, he found his cricket. His friend couldn't believe what he had seen. But the friend from the farm said, My ears are no different from your ears. It simply depends on what you have to listen for. Here, let me show you. He then reached into his pocket and and pulled out a handful of change and dropped the coins on the sidewalk. And at the sound of the money hitting the pavement, every head along the crowd block turned. You see what I mean? The visitor said. As I began picking up what was left of his coins, he said this, it all depends what you're listening for. Friends, this week, I want to encourage you to slow down. Don't be overwhelmed by your schedules. Don't worry about those appointments because they're going to happen whether you're there or not. And be still and listen for God. And I think you'll be amazed 
to what God may be saying to you. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.